Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So Ron, so I figured to get started, I'm curious, uh, you know, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience here and and take us through what what your path was like to becoming the head pro over at TPC River Highlands. Yeah, thank you, Jared. I I grew up here in Connecticut. So, um, you know, Connecticut's kind of always been, been home for me. And, um, you know, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, golf was really a passion of mine. Like, you know, like most kids nowadays, you know, sports is, is pretty, pretty close to the top of their list as far as interest is concerned. And for me, um, it, it was all golf. So when I was looking at schools, I found a school called Campbell University, um, which is a, a private college down in, in North Carolina. And um, they have a, a golf management program accredited through the PGA of America. So, I was able to go through all of the steps to becoming a, um, a PGA golf professional and at the same time got a business degree. So uh, did that and, and had some internships locally um, and ended up doing an internship at TPC River Highlands and um, kind of been with the PGA Tour ever since. So a uh, couple of years at TPC River Highlands and I was, um, I was promoted to head professional at TPC Deer Run which hosts the John Deere Classic out in, in Illinois and then came back here about three years ago now. So um, kind of a roundabout way back home for me, but um, but excited to be here for sure. Yeah, no, that, that, that's an awesome path. And you, you got to be at probably two of uh, the fan favorite courses for uh, out on the PGA Tour with there and uh, Deer Run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Deere Classic is a, is a really special event. And um, and the golf course, like many of the TPCs, is, is set up so nicely uh, to host a tour event. And, uh, you know, that, that small community puts on quite a show uh, and, and really changes the whole landscape of that area over the seven days of the tournaments in town. But um, this is cool, too, and it's on a whole new level, um, Travelers Championship. Yeah, absolutely. So brought you on with the Travelers Championship coming up soon here. Uh, we, we've hit June, so it's I know everyone's excited to get back out on, on the course there at TPC River Highland, given that uh, fans weren't out there last year. How excited are you for this year's uh, edition of the tournament? It, it's going to be great to have everyone back. I'll tell you, um, you know, last year, like in, in so many of our lives, um, 2020 will be never forget. Uh, it was a really different feeling, a really unique feeling, um, hosting the the field that we did last year and the caliber of players that we had, um, and to not have any fans. It was it was different, um, but it was so dramatic there at the end, like like almost every Travelers Championship is, uh, just in a different way. But um, this year will be very special. It's nice to have uh, the fans back. Um, it's going to certainly have a, a unique feel. Um, you know, being as though many of us haven't been in crowds and, and been at public events over the last 12 or 14 months, however long it's been. So I'll tell you, the, I'll say the excitement level is certainly 10 out of 10 um, for me and, and for, for so many of the people here in Connecticut. Before we dive into just learning a little bit more about the course and the setup and all of that, I, I know that the course at, at TPC River Highlands is constantly, the, the players just rave about it. What do you think it is about this course that makes it stand out to, you know, some of the best in the world here? Yeah, it, it's, it's interesting, Jared. We're, we're at a unique position in the in the calendar where 
Um, a majority of the Travelers Championships are hosted the week after the U.S. Open. And, uh, you know, the, the USGA is notorious for um, for really testing the golfers. And, and, you know, you see kind of winning scores around even par, sometimes over par, sometimes under par. Um, and they're really faced with And then they come here, and it's almost like a vacation. And uh, we've all been on vacations before, Jared. And and when we're there, we have smiles on our face, and and the tour players have the same feeling when they come here. Um, you know, relatively short course compared to most courses on tour. Um, you know, fair, consistent. Uh, the weather conditions are always uh, favorable here in Connecticut in June. So, um, and most importantly, Travelers Insurance and Travelers Championship put on, you know, really roll out the red carpet for all the players, um, whether it be a past champion or someone who's coming for the first time or a collegiate player or someone who's turning pro for the first time. Uh, really, they, they roll out the red carpet and, and take top-notch care out of every single person that's here on property for the week. Yeah. So I know one thing you mentioned there is we want to start diving into the course itself a bit is that it is one of the shorter courses on the PGA Tour. What do you think, you know, still makes this a challenge, you know, even though it is relatively short, you know, especially in in this age of golf, you've got guys who could bomb it, yet they won't always have the best success here at TPC River Highland. So what do you think makes it so tough being, you know, relatively short and guys having the distance, but again, you know, still being challenging at the same time? Yeah, I mean, it it plays... 6,800 yards, you know, maybe closer to 6,900 during tournament week. And for a par 70, um, you know, that that's not necessarily the shortest course, but certainly not the longest course. Um, but really the, the, the teeth here, if any of your listeners have played here before, is is two things. It's, it's the rough and it's the challenges of the undulations around the greens. And um, we hear so many of the players when they get here saying, yeah, this is one of the easiest courses on tour from the fairway. Uh, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's one of the most difficult courses on tour rough, um, a, a little bit because of the conditioning of the rough, you know, it's, it's very consistent and very lush. Um, but more because some of these green complexes out here, um, really work against shots that don't come into the green with spin and, uh, you know, coming in from the fairway just seems to be so much easier uh, for the tour players out here. But for any of your listeners who've played here before, um, really the the greens and the complexes around the greens, um, the deep bunkers or the collection areas around the greens, um, seem to be one of the more challenging, um, certainly the the more challenging golf courses here in the area. Yeah, de- definitely. And I, I know I think everyone who, who's been out to TPC River Highlands, whether it's to play or, or watch uh, some of the tournament there, ha- has a couple holes that stick out to them as favorites on the course. From your time uh, you know, at TPC River Highlands, do you, you have a, a hole or two that, that sticks out to you as a favorite one to either head out there and play or, or watch some of these top golfers uh, attempt? Yeah, that, that's, um, that's a tough one to answer. I mean, there's so many good holes out here. Um, obviously, 15 through 18 gets a lot of coverage um, yeah. throughout the week uh, on television. Um, I always enjoy going out uh, in the evenings and, and kind of looping the front nine a little bit, playing holes one through five, um, you know, kind of getting through that stretch there. There's some, some certainly some challenging holes in there. Uh, but really, the, the golf course changes and really gets some teeth. 
um, once you get to about number eight, which is the par three over the water. But for me, for me, I'd say my favorite hole, um, both from the way you play it as well as visually, um, is going to be 14. Uh, 14, you got an uphill tee shot um, where you're not necessarily trying to bomb it. You got to kind of have to be a little strategic off the tee, trying to hug the right side of the fairway. And then you've got just a beautiful downhill shot down into the green with a giant tree on the left. You've got the railroad tracks running up the left side of that green. Um, for me, 14 is just a beautiful hole, and it's uh, it's so much fun to play, so challenging at the same time. Um, you know, with, with a nicely placed tee shot, it's a birdie hole. Yeah. Yeah. I know you mentioned, you know, kind of the acclaim that, you know, 15 through 18 and those closing holes get. I, I think personally, I, I could sit all day at 15 and, and watch guys, you know, try to drive the green there. What, what do you think is, you know, your approach and what is your approach there going into a hole like 15 where, you know, for these guys, you know, you do have that, you know, risk reward of trying to drive the green. You've, you've got water. It, it could be tough if you miss. So what's your approach as you're uh, playing 15 there? Yeah, I mean, 15 gets a lot of press as the drivable par four. Um, but that's a challenging hole if, if you play it, specifically if you play it as a two-shot hole. Um, you know, you're probably going to lay up with a with a mid-iron and have a full wedge in. Um, but the way those three tiers on the green are kind of positioned, if you, you can easily get a bad bounce on that green and end up um, you know, either short of the pin, putting up a shelf, or, you know, it, it bouncing over, which is a really tough shot from back behind the green. Um, so for me, I, I'll say 95 to almost 100% of the time, um, I'm taking driver or or three wood or something to get up to the green. Um, and, you know, if I tend to leave it out to the left and it goes in the water, you can still get up and down for, for par from over there. So, um, for me, 15, I'm going for it almost every single time. I think that's just the way to play that hole. And, uh, I think it's, it's an easier hole from green side than it is having a full wedge in, which not many holes are, not many holes play that way. I, I think it was interesting to see the course last year with, without fans there and, and kind of just see how the course looks just uh, you know, in, in an emptier style, or if you were to go play it, play on your own, what what it might look like, and, and get some of those views. But I think one of the more exciting things on the PGA Tour is, is that 18th hole on a Sunday. You've got that amphitheater style setting there. Take us through what what 18's like in your opinion it, as you're coming down the stretch there. We, we've definitely seen some memorable shots on that one uh, to wrap up the tournament there. Yeah, I mean, 18's so cool. Um, you know, even just standing on the tee back there. The entire hole has that kind of funnel feeling to it. So um, the fairway becomes wider due to the funnel. Uh, so you get a lot of uh, longer drives and a lot of shots from the fairway into that green. But I, it's really tough to put into words, um, you know, the feeling hitting into that into that green, especially this time of the year. We do have, you know, a couple of hospitality venues that are up there right now. So it kind of gives you the feeling of, of what it's like to be a tour pro um, hitting into Eighteen, but you know, I did. I was able to get out to eighteen um, the last the last two years uh, and kind of watch the finishes happen. And especially especially two years ago when Ches Revy won it, it just has this this aura to it. Um, you know, whether a, a player's hitting, a player's holing out, a player's done something special, or even if nothing's happening, it just has this 
this buzz and this vibe that um, is honestly, honestly unmatched. I've been to plenty of tour events and I, I haven't felt that feeling, um, you know, like you get on 18 at, at River Highlands. I think it's really, really cool. I know you mentioned 14 as one of the holes that, that you really like on the course. If someone's maybe heading out for the first time or has been to been out to the course uh, a number of times and is looking for kind of like a hidden gem or a spot to, to sit on the course and watch, you know, some of these guys come through. You, you have, you know, a spot you might recommend that's, you know, maybe not as popular as, say, 15 uh, or, or some of those finishing holes, but may, maybe a spot someone might not have uh, even thought to go before. Yeah, I've got two. Um, the first would be, you know, if you're looking for kind of a quieter experience where you can get kind of closer to the tour professional and, and really watch him play a few holes and, and play strategically and, and hit shots and think their way through the golf course and actually kind of watch them navigate and, and not, you know, run into crowds would be, um, you know, just kind of following 10 through 14. Um, each of those holes kind of meanders along the Connecticut River there, and it's separated from the rest of the golf course. So it, it has a different feel. It's the complete opposite of 18, um, you, you know, in the fact that it's very isolated and uh, and very private back there. Um, but for me, if I'm coming out to watch, which um, I, I don't typically do, I'm usually usually working that week. Um, but there's a couple there's a couple high spots on the front nine. Um, specifically between like holes two and five where you've got a vantage point of so many of the holes. You can see um, a little bit of 17 and 16 and 15, uh, but more importantly, you can watch most of the front nine. You can see two, three, four, five, six, and seven all from from one vantage point uh, between two green and, uh, and five. So, if I was coming out to watch and, and wanted to see a different uh, perspective of the golf course, that's probably where I would head and, and be able to watch a bunch of golf happening at the same time um, on the front nine. Awesome. It's a great suggestion there. And I know I'll have to try it out this year when I'm out on the course and, and see what I think of those spots there. In terms of the, the course and the conditions, uh, you know, what, what type of condition is the course in now as we're getting ready to uh, head up to the uh, tournament in a couple of weeks? Yeah, it's it's really good right now. Um, it seems as though Jeff and his team have the golf course in better and better shape every single year. Um, it, it's it's really good. It, honestly, it's it's tournament ready at this point. So we've got you know a couple weeks where it's going to continue to get better and better and better. Uh, but the fairways are getting firmer. The greens are getting firmer. It's very green. Uh, greens are extremely consistent. We had a very friendly winter. Um, to kind of preserve everything uh, for this, um, obviously the rough is is getting thick and uh, and and will be penal certainly during tournament week. Bunkers are consistent. Uh, it's it's honestly um, you know probably in the best shape that I've ever seen it, um, and I've been here since 2009. So um, I've kind of seen a lot happen here, and, and honestly, the golf course has probably never been better. Oh, can't can't wait to get out there. I'll get you out of here on, on this one. We've seen so many different types of players win at TPC River Highlands. You know, we, we saw Dustin Johnson last year. You know, a guy could hit, you know, really bomb it. You know, and then we've seen a guy like Kevin Screlman, who's not the you know, furthest hitter on, on tour, win it. What do you think it's going to take it as you're starting to, to look at you know, the tournament this year? 
what are some keys for someone to be successful and have a chance to win it this year? Yeah, I think that that's kind of a testament to the golf course and, and the design of the golf course. I think really the wide variety of players, you look back and, you know, Bubba Watson's a multi-time champion, uh, but then there's also, you know, been some shorter hitters, um, some older players, Brad Faxon won in 2005, Ken Duke won, um, you know, in, in 2013, some younger guys with, with Spieth winning. Um, so there's just a wide variety of players, and, and that tells you that really this golf course kind of puts everybody on the same playing field and, um, you know, and, and kind of tests everybody. So you'll find someone really who's putting really well, uh, is going to win here. It really doesn't suit any specific type of player. Um, other than maybe the lefties, Bubba Watson and Phil Mickelson have both been uh, pretty uh, successful uh, here at our club. I, I know we've, we've seen a lot. We, we've seen a guy like Bryson DeChambeau, you know, try to bomb his way onto some greens here. Is there, is there a hole that, that we might be able to see him uh, outside of 15, maybe, maybe go for it uh, and, and really uh, unleash the power there? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what he does on nine. I know um, – Bubba Watson's notorious for, for giving uh, number nine a run. Um, so I'm sure Bryson may do that again this year. Um, there were rumors of him giving it a try on 17 last year. I'd heard he had done it a couple times uh, during the practice round, but, um, you know, he needed a very specific win. Uh, but it, it certainly yeah. changes a lot of the holes out here. Seven is, is just going to be a little short wedge in for him. Um, 15. I don't no idea what he'll be hitting in 15, but I can tell you it won't be a driver. <laughs> um, so a, a lot of the holes change. I, I did have a chance to see him hit a shot last year on 10. Um, he hit his drive up. I, I forget it might have been the first or second round, and it, it caught the cart path on the right, and he ended up. I want to say it was like 60 yards from the green on number 10, which <laughs> which if you played number. If you played yeah. number ten before, it's it's four sixty five from the back. Um, so it was it was quite a drive. Of course, you know he, he didn't. Um, I think he ended up with a bogey there. Uh, but I, you'll see some interesting shots out of him. If you want to see some fireworks, I think he might give it a go on number nine. And um, who knows? Maybe it'll. Maybe we'll see him do it on seventeen. Uh, he'd be the first person to do it uh, in the tour event. Oh, well, definitely some interesting options out there. But, Ron, I, I really appreciate the time. I know everyone's looking forward to uh, getting back out at TPC River Highlands this year. So thanks for coming on and giving us the lowdown of the course. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. And uh, if you or any of your or listeners are, are here for the tournament, you know, feel free to stop in and say hi. Absolutely. Will do. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.